Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios talking about people getting out and about this week, taking a road trip to Wisconsin, maybe, or even coming downtown, downtown Chicago. Let's bring up the uh, chairman of the board of the Mag Mile Association. It's Rich Gamble. Rich, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Pete. How are you? Good, man. We haven't talked since uh, I think we had you on when you were running Chicago Magazine back in the day. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's right. It's been a long time. Well, tell us what's going on with the Mag Mile Association as things are starting to open up. I know we have to be safe. Uh, get me up to speed. What's happening? Well, lots of uh, really wonderful things are happening. Um, we have a variety of restaurants and, and cultural attractions and vertical shopping malls that are all uh, excited, and hotels that are all excited to have folks plan their staycation if they want to come downtown and, and spend some time or come out and go shopping or sit outside and dine al fresco out on uh, one of the patios or rooftops. So there's a lot to do, um, you know, as, as far east as Navy Pier and up and down the mile. In fact, uh, we have an, an art installation in celebration of Pride Week um, um, that Sam Kirk, has, uh, a Chicago-born artist, um, has installations uh, from 401, uh, over there in Pioneer Court, yep. uh, out in Navy Pier, um, down at the Cultural Center. There's a lot of things to do. I love Pioneer Court. I think that's just, it's, if people don't know, it's right across the street from the uh, the Wrigley Building. It's such a great area. And I, yeah, know, I know we have to watch our gathering, but, uh, you know, the social distancing and the things, the art that you put there every mm-hmm. single summer is just fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you're, you're right, it is important, um, you know, in, in keeping everyone safe, keeping yourself and, and friends, neighbors, and even strangers safe, uh, wearing masks, uh, really critically important, uh, keeping a six-foot minimum distance between you and other groups, keeping your group small, all of those things that uh, the mayor and the governor and um, the doctors, Awardi and Ezeke, have been have been advocating is one of the reasons why Chicago's in a position to to open as quickly as they are. And if you saw the news today, Illinois is one of those states that we haven't spiked yet. I mean, you look around, there's 20 or 30 states that have spiked. Illinois is thankfully staying the same right now. Yeah, yeah, we we hope for that to continue. Uh, I know we're still a couple of couple of days or a week or so away from seeing any potential uh, uptick as a result of the, uh, the the protests and things that have been taking place, because um, not everyone was wearing masks during that time. But right, right. Uh, we are very, very hopeful that uh, the, the numbers stay low and, and people are not affected uh, and become sick or, or, or pass from, from the COVID-19. Right. We're talking to Rich Campbell, the chairman of the board of the uh, Mag Mile Association. Um, what are you hearing from uh, hotels downtown? Because it was so weird to drive through downtown. You know, I've been I've still been coming to work during mm-hmm. the, the quarantine and seeing all these businesses close. You're the chairman of the board here. I mean, how strange was that to see that with all these hotels, all these stores being closed, driving down Michigan Avenue? Oh, look, I'm a Chicagoan, born and raised here, never lived anywhere else. I've worked on the mile. I've, I've, I was educated on the mile. I, I, I've uh, spent a lot of free time on the mile, and it, it, uh, it, it was a, a quite a stark change to see very few people out. Um, it's nice to see more and more coming out with the lakefront opening and businesses reopening, but it, it was uh, 
it was kind of sad, you know. You, you really want to see this really special place uh, downtown uh, being enjoyed by residents and you know visitors from all around. Mm-hmm. And so, it, with it being kind of slow, it, it uh, you know it, it it was just kind of a a, a very different experience. Um, well, Rich, it kind of felt like you were in a a movie, wasn't it? Because when it yeah. started, I would drive downtown and I would call my wife. I said. First of all, there's zero traffic, and there's no. It's, <laughs> Chicago was like a ghost town, and now here yeah, you we almost are. expected to see tumbleweeds going through, <laughs> right. you know. But that, thankfully, that wasn't the case. Um, there are still some. I'm sorry to interrupt. There are still some some um, folks out jogging and walking and just kind of taking it in because it wasn't as busy. Right. We we, of, we often forget that um, the Magmile District is really a neighborhood. Streeterville and River North, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a, about 120,000 residents um, that that live in the district. Right, and they were still out and about. But one of the things that we wanted to explain and have you on today is Chicago is slowly opening up, and if people are mm-hmm. people are a little weary about traveling out of uh, out of town, why don't you come downtown? You mentioned the staycation. You don't have to necessarily stay at a hotel, but if you feel comfortable, absolutely. But come down and enjoy these restaurants and keep these people in business. Absolutely, that's that's critically important. I mean, even with um, with us reopening, um, some you, you have a wide variety of, of responses by different businesses. Many are so excited to welcome their guests back and their customers back, but from an economic perspective, it's very difficult for some of them to make it work. So. You have uh, quite a mixture of some restaurants and, and, and businesses deciding that they're going to wait until they can have a higher percentage of people yeah. um, uh, frequenting their, their establishments, uh, while others are saying, hey, if I can do takeout, if I can have the patio open, if I can control the number of, of guests that are in my, in my retail establishment, um, I'm going to go for it and re-engage. Uh, a lot of the businesses have been working online with, uh, you know, for retail perspective, the equivalent of carryout. Um, folks have been placing their orders and driving up and picking up, uh, picking up their their clothes or their shoes or, or what what have you. Yeah. Wow. Rich, I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on. And uh, one last question. You know, the conventions. <laughs> How much has the conventions being canceled? That's got to hurt downtown so, so much. Yeah, well, it, it does, it, it, and it has. It, it has hurt the hotel, uh, hotel sector mm-hmm. and the retail sector and dining sector because when people come to town, um, you know, they have to have a place to stay. They're typically doing business inter- entertainment. Uh, some are bringing their families with them so their families can enjoy uh, the city. So the cultural institutions that are down here and, uh, again, the restaurants and retail. So with many of those very large conventions canceling for this year, and even the, the sports teams uh, not being able to have uh, folks in the stadiums, right. you know, has, has uh, you know, had a, a, a very challenging effect on, on a lot of the businesses downtown. So is Water Tower open, Bloomingdale's, uh, Nordstrom's? Yeah, malls? so the three, the three vertical malls are open. Okay. Uh, Water Tower is open, 900 North Shops uh, are open, and the shops at Northbridge are open. But I would also say that, you know, each of the malls have different percentages of their businesses that are open. Yep. So you may go in the mall itself that may be open, but um, 
I would say Water Tower and Blooming uh, and, and the 900 North shops probably have a higher percentage of uh, of their shops open internally. Um, but um, you will go in and find at any of the vertical malls some of those businesses making their individual decisions to uh, stay closed just from an economics perspective. Rich, you are the best. Thank you for coming on, man. Thanks so much, Pete. You have a good one, and look forward to seeing you sometime around town. <laughs> and you will. We'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That is uh, Rich Gamble, the uh, chairman of the board for the Magmile Association. And uh, before we take a break, I want to talk to uh, Corey Job from Navy Pier. Corey, how are you? Hi, Pete. Good afternoon. Doing great. So Navy Pier, is it open? Is it opening? What's happening there? Sure. So we have been opening in phases in conjunction um, with the city and the state, so the mayor's office and the governor's office. We started our phase reopening back on uh, June 10th, and we continue to reopen. Uh, most, Almost all the pier is uh, operational inside, outside. Um, we are still, um, the great iconic Centennial Wheel is still not open to the public yet, but everything else is. And we've started our summer uh, programming uh, where we're safely uh, social distancing. Uh, we started our, our rush hour fitness and our sunset yoga classes out on the Polk Brothers Park lawns last week, and we were uh, filled to the capacity that we could do with our uh, circles we painted on the lawns and keeping our guests safe. Okay. Uh, we also started our Live on the Lake series yesterday, and we uh, kicked off, we did our Peer Pride that was our fifth year. And, you know, I think, um, I think, Residents are rediscovering uh, Navy Pier. They haven't been down to the pier for quite some time. Uh, we've made a lot of um, changes and upgrades and uh, reimagined spaces at the pier. And yep. so now's the time, if you're a local, uh, to come on down and really um, reconnect with us, dine al fresco on the south dock, and enjoy the incredible views that we offer of the city skyline. So are all the restaurants open, uh, Harry Carey's, um, Margaritaville, those restaurants? They are. All of them are open. Um, all offer um, outside dining. Bubba Gump's, Giordano's, uh, okay. the world's largest rooftop bar offshore is open and serving. Uh, Riva, Tiny Tavern, they're all open. And, and all of our uh, tour uh, and boat cruises as well, Shoreline, uh, the Sea Dog, uh, the various boats, Tall Ship Windy, all of them have been open. They're at, they're at a minimum. They can only see 25% right now. Yep. And our indoor restaurants as well. But um, we have taken extra uh, precautionary steps. We're doing extra cleaning. Uh, we've hired social distancing ambassadors. I think we started that before anybody else did, where they're making sure people are are keeping their distance and wearing their face coverings. I mean, that's very important, just a common-sense approach to how we uh, keep our infection rates low, as I was just hearing Rich talk. And, you know, it's important that we all work together and really um, keep this message of Chicago's safe, this tourism and hospitality forward message from Chicago and the city uh, that we're taking safety, uh, really responsible planning in terms of safety, um, an engaged strategy, um, and really just bringing people back to our city and, and um, yeah. knowing that you're safe and discovering all the great things that we have to offer. And we want people to go downtown. You know, we talked to Holly Agra from uh, mm-hmm. Chicago's First Lady Cruises. We talked to Bridget Coughlin earlier today from the Shedd Aquarium. You just heard Rich. Do you, are you all talking on a regular basis, keeping up with each other and bouncing ideas off each other? 
Yes, we do. I mean, we um, there's several different groups that are working closely together, various sites and attractions and cultural institutions. Our, our president and CEO, uh, Marilyn Gardner, has been um, leading various working groups um, with the mayor's office and with you, Chicago. I'm, I'm working with many through uh, the U.S. Travel Association's uh, Sites and Attractions Council. And, and it's great because, um, you know, we've never been through this, and there wasn't a playbook written for this. And yeah. so, you know, I think just bouncing a lot of ideas, uh, what we're experiencing, you know, we were we were the first to open one of the cultural institutions. So we've been sharing information with the Lincoln Park Zoo and other organizations as they begin to reopen. And, um, you know, it's, it's that's what it's all about. It's partnership. And, you know, we've that's why this city is so great, this world-class city of Chicago. Uh, it's the people. And, you know, we're all working together day in and day out and just making sure that, um, you know, when guests do come back downtown and do come to Navy Pier and the other sites and attractions, that they feel safe. Yep. I think that's probably um, the number one thing. Um, do I feel safe to go visit Navy Pier? And I think when you see our social distancing ambassadors and all the signage and all the steps we've taken to make sure a guest feels safe, that um, they're, they see that. And I was down at the pier all day yesterday into the evening, and there was great crowds. And and, um, nice. and I hope that continues um, throughout the city, throughout the downtown area. I agree 100%. People want to be safe, number one, and number two, they want to have parking. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, that, is, that is it. Uh, Corey Job from Navy Pier, you're the best, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Pete, thank you for having us. Take care. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll run through a few more attractions downtown. If you're thinking, you know, people are looking for things to do over the 4th, we're just trying to help you and uh, navigate you through downtown. Our phone number, 312-981-7200. You can follow me on social media, at Pete McMurray. I posted the Dennis Rodman interview from uh, yesterday. Rodman was the best interview I've ever done in my whole life with him. I've talked to Dennis a dozen times. Yesterday was the absolute best. You can go to my Facebook page, and we're going to replay that on the air right after 4 o'clock, okay? Let's uh, talk about things that are happening downtown. Let's talk to Deb Rodak the, uh, from the Ac- Al- Ar- Architectural Center. I need to take a breath for a second, Deb. Deb, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Pete. How are you? <laughs> uh, what is happening with the Architectural Center? What's going on? So the Chicago Architecture Center is going to reopen on the 3rd in conjunction with um, the river cruises going back in the water that we've done with partnership with Chicago's First Lady. You spoke with Holly earlier, and that's a 27-year partnership. But we do have to have some reduced capacities and some um, requirements like masks for all staff and all guests and uh, options like that. But we're really happy. We really want to see some people again. You know, it's the new normal. I think people are are, are expecting this, uh, wearing masks and the social distancing. They just want to get out and about. And I try to explain to people, if you're coming downtown, you need to take the architectural tour because it's nothing like it. And by the way, are you still serving, serving beer uh, on the boats? Uh, the boat does still have a bar. Um, I think that it's operating slightly differently, but it's still operating. So, uh, What is your favorite building in Chicago? Because we all have a favorite, don't we? Well, yes. My favorite building is the Cultural Center, and we have that on several of our walking tours. However, the best thing about the Cultural Center is the interior, and right at this moment in time, interiors are a little bit limited, but hopefully that will change soon. So, we did start walking tours back on June 20th, mostly ones out in the neighborhoods. So if you want to see someplace 
besides downtown, like oh, yeah. Wilson or Uptown or something like that, you can find those options on our website, architecture.org. Our walking tours are also having a reduced capacity. We have just six people per docent. Okay. So we don't have to use the listening devices and figure out how we're going to keep them sanitary and appropriate. Um, and then we can kind of social distance as we go. But it makes it really interesting. You'll have lots of opportunity to ask questions of your docent about things that are specific to your interest. So um, it's actually really intimate. I kind of like it. I love all the architectural tours. I do. Curtis, what's your favorite building downtown? Uh, the Wrigley Building is one of my favorites. I also uh, like the old uh, Dearborn Station in the South Loop, uh, which is now a, a mall on the inside. But it's uh, I'm not of, familiar with that Dearborn. Yeah, right on uh, the South Loop on Dearborn Street. Okay. Uh, also, uh, the Wrigley Building, like I said, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Tribune Tower so- when we were there was great too. Mm-hmm. The lobby was phenomenal. That's one of the best things about our new, we've recently moved in our new location. We're kitty corner from um, Wrigley and across the street from Tribune. So we virtually could give a tour just looking out our windows <laughs> without ever even having to go outside. It's actually something we're thinking about trying to develop for ADA, uh, people who couldn't, wouldn't be able to go out on a walking tour. So, um, yeah, it's a great location right at the end of the Magnificent Mile where it meets the loop. Great. Right. That's actually a great idea. By the way, the Wrigley Building is my favorite building because when you look at it, it screams Chicago. That is Chicago right there. <laughs> it is. I mean, every time you see the Wrigley Building, it's like, oh, my gosh, there it is. Chicago. I miss it. That's our home. Yeah. You know, you hear that yeah. from out of town people. But uh, yeah, definitely. So in these architectural tours, these are volunteers, right, that are doing these tours. <laughs> Yes, our docents are volunteers. We have a docent corps of 450 people. So um, that's great. And every year we have more people apply for the class than we can take. So we get to be picky and get the cream of the crop. And we send our docents through a, about a semester-long graduate-level course, training for some general background in Chicago, and then training for specific tours that we know we need more um, docents for. You're kidding, really? So they go through this training, really? I'm a docent myself, and <laughs> I signed up for it because there was going to be this opportunity to listen to six people that I would never have an opportunity to listen to again. And the only requirement is the first year you have to give 10 years, not, or I'm sorry, 10 tours. 10 tours, and I okay. Thought, well, I can give 10 tours, and then if I hate it, so what? I got to hear these speakers, and that was back in 2004, and I'm still doing it. So it's really a great way to be an ambassador about the city. Sure. Um, it's, it's a really enjoyable thing. What was the wow moment that you had learning about the city of Chicago? Is there something that stuck out when you first started? So I think um, I really beca- begun to understand how design matters, which is actually now our um, motto, our design matters is is a principle we structure everything around you kind of think when you're outside the actual practice of something that stuff just kind of happens that buildings just show up in this place designed by this guy or for this person (laughs) and you don't really think about all of the efforts that went in to make sure that that building is in that place and looks exactly like that right and all the planning was uh, you know, I'm not have no architectural background before I started doing this, and it was really revelatory to me. Really? But kind of on that topic, we need to now, 
as the Architecture Foundation, we're a not-for-profit, and it's just giving tours isn't our only mission, educating people about architecture yeah. and the places they live. And we have an opportunity now to really go out of our way to help a kind of elite field work really hard on becoming more inclusive and more diverse. Mm -hmm. We work a lot with Chicago public schools that are in less uh, privileged neighborhoods. And we work with the National Organization of Minority Architects to try and make sure recent graduates from minorities get heard. We're going to be working with the city on a competition about affordable housing that focuses on having small, local, uh, women and minority architecture firms partner with some of the big firms like Skidmore, Owens, and Merrill, and come up with some solutions to get some affordable housing out into neighborhoods that really need some help and some attention. Wow. I had no idea you did all this. I thought you did the architectural tours, and that's it. Wow. (laughs) No. And it's great. The, the tours are a huge source of revenue. I can't say I'm earning money, right? I work for a not-for-profit organization. Yeah. But we generate a lot of revenue, and it's actually one thing that, um, as a salesperson, when I'm talking to group leaders, I can tell them, look, when you bring your group from your um, senior center to Chicago to do one of our tours, the revenue generated from that goes to help us do work with underprivileged and up- unrepresented people. And that's that makes everything so much more satisfying for the people doing the work and the people receiving the tour. Wow. Deb, this is great. What's your website? And people can check it out or donate. It is so simple. Architecture.org. That's it. I love it. Yep. Deb, you're the best. Thank you for coming on. And uh, sure. hopefully I'll see you guys very, very soon. I love the architectural great, tours. Pete. All right. Okay. We hope to see you. Thanks. Uh, again, again, they open up on uh, Friday. On Friday, the Chicago Architectural Tours.